Hey besties, just before we get into today's episode, after a few years in podcasting, it turns out I still don't check my microphone levels. Uh, So the audio on my end isn't great, but please stick with the episode. Mike is an incredible guest and we have a lot of fun. So without further ado, enjoy this week's episode of The Most Best Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Most Best Podcast. It's the comedy quiz show where each week a fantastic guest will compete for the honour of being crowned my co-host with the mo-host. Now I... I am your host, Zach Williams, and I am joined today by the host of one of my all-time favorite podcasts, Whack Brackets. That's right, Mike is here. How are we, dude? You know what? I'm doing very well. I believe I'm six hours behind you now, which is always an interesting dynamic. But you know what? I'm, I'm doing great here, except for the COVID numbers, which, of course, as have well been documented in these United States of America, are a little off the chain, so I'm doing a lot of sitting in my home and trying to avoid said COVIDing experience. Well, I have been locked in my house for a while now, and today, even if I wanted the opportunity to, lo and behold, it snowed overnight, so I didn't even get the opportunity to leave the house. Uh, well, that's unfortunate for you. The good news is about the state of Tennessee is you can go fast and loose here. You can have a party. <laughs> A little background for any new besties who are listening, and if you are, congratulations, you have fantastic taste. Mike is here to compete through a series of silly little games that I've created with the uh, aim of scoring the most points he can, and whoever at the end of the season has the most points will be crowned my co-host with the mo-host. Now, that is currently held by comedian Kyle Davis of the Punchline Podcast, who threw down a seriously impressive 236 points. It's not likely you're going to beat that, Mike. Nothing personal. It's just like nobody expected that many points to be put down. So uh, we don't want you to walk away empty-handed. So this week's runners-up prize is uh, any one of my T-shirts of your of oh. your choosing. Okay, great. Uh, do you have an old band T-shirt? Maybe some nice Whalian band that I've never heard of? I have a band from Exeter, a punk band called Brothers that I'm wearing at the moment, but I've cut the sleeves off of it. Do they have donuts on it? Is that what it is? On? It's donuts. It's three donuts, and it says Brothers. You can have this uh, Brothers okay. top. Uh, please don't wash it. I want the I want the actual waft of of Zach in my home. I, I think it was going to be pathetic when I try to put it on. I'm just going to look like uh, ten pounds of shit stuffed in a five pound bag. But I'll, I'll try it. What the fuck not? <laughs> Well, at least, you know, you can wallow in not only the misery of losing, but also my musk. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ode de Zach. I can't wait. This is going to be fabulous. <laughs> no time like the present to jump into the actual point scoring of the podcast. So as always, we will start by playing Dice to Meet You. So Mike, for five points, tell the besties at home the rules of the game. You know what? I was going to come in here and make up something ridiculous because I was going I won't say I was going to throw this podcast, but at the same time, <laughs> I know it's probably best for your listeners if they never hear me again. I have a feeling by the end of the episode they won't want to. But in this case, your buddy comedian uh whatever Joey Davis comedian or whatever the hell his name is, he threw down <laughs> 270 points. I am trying. Now I'm trying. So I'm going to tell you exactly what your game is. You roll your 20-sided die. And ever what number comes up is how many words I have to explain my podcast in. 
you get the five points. You explained it perfectly, but you totally contradicted yourself by saying, I'm trying, I'm trying. And you called Kyle Davis, Joey Davis, and you said he had 270 points instead of 236. If you want to beat the points, you better start listening up. I don't listen very well, man. (laughs) I have raging ADHD. So yeah, by the end of this, who knows what I'm going to be talking about. I apologize ahead of time. Hey, you got the points. That's what's most important. So five points on the board. So, Mike, describe the Whack Brackets podcast in... (laughs) Two words. Fucking stupid. It's a fucking stupid podcast, but it's fucking stupid fun. Um, So, I... It's silly at this point not to let you say any more about it. So, in a multiple of two words, <laughs> describe the Whack Brackets podcast. If it's an odd number, it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, it doesn't? Okay. <laughs> at, at Whack Brackets. Is Whack Brackets one or two words? It's your podcast. You should know these things. I mean, technically, it's it's two words. So, I'm going to go with two words. <laughs> at Whack Brackets, I'm asking the burning questions you never knew you wanted answered until I ask them. I'm going to uh, assume that that was even. I didn't count. I forgot. I think it was, I think it was 18, but one of my fingers doesn't work sometimes. Hey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll give you benefit of the doubt. I'll take it. <laughs> Joey, Joey Baggett Davis, I'm coming for you, buddy. <laughs> It's time to play Lyria. So, Mike, you've already put five points on the board. Uh, in this game, you have graciously written five true or false facts about, or statements, rather, true or false statements about yourself. Uh, you will read them out. In turn, I can ask but one question uh, about each one. And based on that information, I have to uh, guess whether or not it's true or false. Okay, awesome. Let's do this. Everyone you trick me with, now you get five points. But everyone I get right, I'm taking two points off you. All right. I'm a pretty good liar. Not as good as, as you and your, your mates, but well, I don't know why I call them mates. <laughs> why did you go Australian as well? <laughs> you know what? It, that's the problem with being a redneck from the United States. Everything is a different accent from Southern dialect. So everyone sounds very sophisticated. So to me, you sound Australian or possibly from New York. I have no idea. I, I will take either. Both uh, both wonderful places, I'm sure. Anyway, what is <laughs> what is statement number one? Statement number one. As a child, I was actually on a television show with a clown for the lead called The Bozo Show in Chicago. Okay, that's already a terrifying statement. Uh, my question would be, uh, were you uh, a series regular? No, I can tell you a little more about that if you would like, but if not, then I can pass. Um, no, that's as I say, it's up to you how much uh, information that you give. Okay, I'll at least have to tell you about this because they used to have these buckets. It was called the Grand Prize Game, and they would have six buckets, and you would try to throw a ping pong ball into the bucket. And the further it was like they were like lined up behind each other, you throw it into one bucket, you get something like Connect Four, you throw it into the second. I think the first one was like ice cream, the second one was Connect Four. If you got it to the sixth one, you actually got a bicycle. I got it to the third one, which is pretty lame, but I was not, <laughs> I'm not a very agile child, so... I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true on that one. You you were on the Bozo Show and you never won a bicycle. False. I've never been on the Bozo Show. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Right, now you've kind of already painted a picture of what I'm dealing with in this round now. If the first false statement that comes to mind is like, oh yeah, I was just on a clown show winning bicycles. Well, losing bicycles, only got losing the third bi- Okay, yeah, you didn't win the bicycle, but you did win five points. Awesome. <laughs> so you're up to ten points. What is statement number two? I have actually been the best man in four weddings. My question, I could throw away for the really cheap joke and say, and a funeral? Um <laughs> Uh, just to put you on the spot in case any of these people were listening what was your favorite of those weddings probably my favorite of those weddings would be jason's actually i'm gonna go with seth seth was my favorite jason was a lot of fun because surprisingly jason actually married me as a priest after i was married he also married seth but i would say seth's wedding because seth was a madman or is a madman so so yeah jason is an ordained minister or whatever (laughs) whatever you Get on the internet, so I'm not even sure if I'm legally married, but my wife thinks we are. That <laughs> um, I'm going to say true. You've been the best man at four weddings. That is true. I actually worked with three of those guys in the same department, which was a hell of a department, and the fourth guy I just kind of met around, and he didn't have a lot of friends, so I was kind of his default best man. Oh, well, thank you uh, on his behalf for stepping up to the plate and giving him the wedding he deserved, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm going to be polite about anything I say about the guy because we had we had fun when we were younger, but eh, you know what? Friendships fade sometimes. <laughs> Unfortunately, so to point, you are down to eight. Uh, what is statement number three? When I was a child, I actually ran into a porch with my face I almost lost my eye, and I had to have plastic surgery to repair it. Wow. Um, so let me just make a note. Would that be plastic surgery to repair the eye? No, it was actually just barely under the eye. I missed it. It was actually right about here, and I missed the eye. Of course, I was littler then because uh, this was in my old, old house. So I was seven, I guess. So obviously, the space was even closer then, but it literally was like right here on my face which is right below the eye bone. So it was literally a split inch or so away, probably less away from my eye. So no, I did not have to have it on the eye, but what I had to do is I actually had to have that skin pulled and repaired because it was going to leave a huge scar. Holy hell. I really, really entirely hope that's false. That is true. Oh my God, man. That is like the worst I did at that age was got a stone stuck up my nose because I didn't have pockets to put it in. I wanted to take it home. So I was like, let's use nature's pocket. Wanged it up there. (laughs) Nature's pocket. There were other orifices you could have chosen. I was a child. You know what? (laughs) Kids love poop and stuff. So it's a thing. Uh, Well, I have to say, I've only ever met you on webcam, but it doesn't, you don't have. a particularly damaged looking face. I think I was lucky that it happened when I was younger because it could still grow in. And yeah, it was, I was really lucky in that situation because my doctor, it was actually his daughter because it was a small firm. His daughter recommended I go to the plastic surgeon, but my doctor who was like some old 80 some year guy that was not only a doctor and a lawyer was like, we'll just sew him up here. And she's like, no, his face is going to be fucking wrecked worse than it is. So we're going to send him to the plastic surgeon. So thank, thankfully to her, I, and you know i guess plastic surgery really really works it really does because it's put you back up to 13 points as well uh what is statement number four statement number four is probably not a very interesting statement but i'm going to tell it anyway as you know i run an online horse racing game 
as a side hustle, I used to sell domain names. And I've sold several domain names for over $1,000. Ooh, what was, what is the sexiest don, doma, domain name? What is the sexiest domain name you've ever sold? I've actually sold a couple that may be classified as sexy, three overall. One of them, I'm, I'm going to tell you the two that aren't as exciting and the third one that I really absolutely loved. <laughs> I owned girl, the number four and the letter U. So it was girlforyou.com. I owned guyforyou.com. But my favorite sale of all time, and it's probably my third highest domain name sale, was I owned selfpleasure.com. <laughs> uh, so, well, uh, I'm going to say true. You, uh, you made serious money off selfpleasure.com. I actually didn't make as much as I would have liked, but yes, it's a true statement. If I recall, I made $2,223, which is pretty good, but I was hoping for more, honestly. That's still, like, how did you, like, what's the mindset where you're like, oh, this internet seems to be picking up. I know, I'll snap up selfpleasure.com. <laughs> it was one of those things where I'd saw other people doing it, and for a while, I was like, I'm not getting into that because that's scummy. And then I was like, well, everybody else is doing it. I may as well do it, which is like the worst excuse you can have. But it was still early enough in the internet that some names like that were still available. So I, I just started hammer fisting in random names just to see if they were available and self-pleasure was available. I was like, huh, son of a bitch. So I bought it. <laughs> and to, to expand on that a little bit, that actually had a life before I sold it because I ran, I was in a cover band and I had it on my, pretty much our cover band went to selfpleasure.com, even though the band's name was Redfish Bluefish. <laughs> so you go to selfpleasure.com. We had a porno name generator that you could generate your own personalized porno name. And then finally, <laughs> and I shit you not, a guy that ended up helping me with the domain name, he asked if he could use it. And what he did was he actually got his girlfriend on the website. So there were videos of him and his girlfriend, particularly his girlfriend doing things that were unsavory selfpleasure.com <laughs> i don't know what it is now i haven't been to the website in years but it's dead serious selfpleasure.com i really owned that I, i'm so proud of you unfortunately it did take two points off you are currently on 11 points but what is the fifth and final statement the last statement is probably the most ridiculous thing that i've ever experienced i played in a cover band as has been mentioned here and one day we were playing the fair and it was pretty early in the day and the guy, he's a guitar player from the band Blur, came up and actually played Song 2 with us, which is their only, I guess, remote hit. And they're a pretty good band, but that's kind of their most popular. Only remote hit? They are fucking huge in the UK. They're like seminal. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not very big here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, it's like them and Oasis. They're like... the Really? Yeah, the big thing in Brit, uh, Britpop, as they call it. That actually makes some sense because, like I said, we were playing the State Fair... And it was the middle of the day. And what happened was there was a lot of people gathered around this guy. And it's like, I don't even recognize the fuck this guy is. And then I end up talking to him. Kind of a dick, honestly, because <laughs> I, can, I, I can guess. I mean, <laughs> well, the first thing is, is they were playing like Louisville Gardens because the state fair was in, in the fairgrounds and Louisville Gardens was there. So they were playing. So they were obviously big, but I guess I didn't put it two and two together at the time that they were that big. And he comes up and he's like, hey, do you play? Uh any blur and i was like yeah we actually play song number two and he's like it's song two i was like oh i'm sorry <laughs> he's like well i'll play with you i was like okay so i assumed the guys just bullshit me but he played he sounded good his name was actually graham i believe 
And then I forgot kind of the rest of the day because I figured he was bullshitting. So I got on the internet the next day and son of a bitch of what and Graham from Borders. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm not even going to bother asking a question on that. Just because I want a little bit of hope in this bleak, bleak universe, I'm going to say that's true. Completely false. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> 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 have you played uh okay let's let's just strip it back did you play song quote unquote number two with the cover we band we did i, I got to do the woohoo <laughs> that's the bit everyone wanted to do i can't believe oh, like, yeah. okay so obviously blur aren't uh big in the states what about o- oasis Are they they had a minute blur yeah. only had song two where they were i won't even say they were big they just had that song and then they disappeared by and large. There may have been another song, I think, with a video with a milk carton walking around. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, Coffee and TV. Okay, yeah. And that was it was a minor MTV darling, but it didn't get much play. Oasis went through the where they had Wonderwall and they had a series of songs that I never really enjoyed a lot. But they were bigger. But now, I mean, people know who Oasis are, but they, it's not like people are celebrating their entire catalog or anything. Oh, God, you can't escape it over here. <laughs> I can't stand Oasis. Like, it was a big thing. It was like, you're either like Blur or Oasis back in the day when they were both in the height of their popularity. And I don't even like Blur that much, but I would back them every fucking day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. Like I said, the Blur song too was a, was a catchy little song. I'd listen to a, a few of their songs thinking I might get into it because I liked it. It's a simple song, but it's fun. And then I was like, eh, this just... The songs were good, but they just weren't my speed. I'm more of a of a metal guy. I'm more of a Swedish uh, metal guy. <laughs> so leaving Lyria on a grand sixteen points. Uh, where's the confidence at this stage in the podcast? Uh, pretty abysmal. But you know what? I'm giving it a shot because I don't like that uh, Glenn podcastio comedian guy. So I'm I'm really <laughs> aiming for that guy. It's time to play the celebrity birthday game. So this one is super simple, uh, and you can win some massive points. Nice. Out of all of the celebrities whose birthday it is today, I have picked but one. Uh, You can guess outright, and if you get it (laughs) correct, uh, you can win 100 points. Really? Or you can ask up to 10 yes or no questions, but I will knock uh, 10 points off the available score for everyone you ask. Ah, shit. So I got 10 questions, and I if let me see if I get this right. I have to guess whose birthday it is today, but I need 10 questions. to. Do I have 10 questions? You have. You is don't it, need to use the 10 questions, right. but they're there if you'd like them. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure that I am not going to guess this if I don't at least ask a question. So how old are they? That's not a yes or no question. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. 90 points to play for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Are they male or are they fe- Are they male? No. 90 Ouch. points to play for. Let's be fair. 90 <laughs> points to play for. <laughs> All right. I, I appreciate uh, you forgiving my gross indiscretion and <laughs> shitting on your game. That was not my intention at all. So 90 points to play for celebrity birthdays i'm going to make an assumption without asking that they're supposed to be alive right now but i guess they could be dead (sighs) let me think um were they born in the united states yes 80 points to play for they're born in the united states and 
they were female, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> 70 point. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, hey, you know what? Nobody ever claimed I was a smart man. I've already given up the ghost <laughs> on beating your boys. So have they been in a notable movie in the last five years? Yes. Yes. Okay. They've been in a big uh, movie in the last five years. 70 points to play for. Was that movie a comedy? Yes. 60 points to play for. Was it a science fiction movie? Yes. 50 points to play for. I have no idea how to nerf this down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a comedy, female, science fiction. Was she the most famous person in the movie? Oh, no, no. 40 points to play for. Okay. The only, uh, this is just me. I'm just kind of randomly guessing here because uh, I'm, I can't narrow this down any more than I already have. And I'm already losing points it's like a sieve over here. So the only person I know that's been in a recent movie that I've seen because I saw, what is it, the Bill and Ted Travel Through Time movie, and they had that weird lady that's a comedian because she was in that show with Will Forte, um, Last Man on Earth. Yep. She's pretty funny, and I think her name is Kristen Shaw. Kirsten Shaw? It is, in fact, Kristen Shaw, 43 nice. years old today upon recording. Really? Hey, if, if I wouldn't have guessed the science fiction movie, I, I would have had no idea, so... That as soon as you said that, I thought like Bill and Ted. That's the uh, the avenue we're going down. Uh, so that puts you on fifty six points, leaving the celebrity birthday game a respectable uh, round put in so far. Even if you don't walk away number one, you're gonna place high on the leaderboard. Nice top three. That's all you can really hope for. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even my parents' third favorite child, so this is <laughs> this is bonus points for me. <laughs> It is time, as it is always time at this stage in the Most Best Podcast, to play the five-question pub quiz. Uh, now, you may have guessed there's five questions. Each one is a different round in the pub quiz, and each correct answer is worth five points. I'm ready. So, general knowledge, question number one. What is the name of Wendy's dog in Peter Pan? I, I don't even know, so I'm just going to come up with a name. We're going to call him Simon. <laughs> question number two sport who did sean michaels kick and then throw through a barbershop window oh that's got to be brutus the barber beefcake i would think i would hope but what do i know yeah it was in that uh second <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. question number three music thrash metal legend dimebag daryl was shot dead on stage but what band was he playing with at the time Ooh, I know that he played for Pantera, but I don't think he was playing. What was the name of the band? Shit. He was playing with his brother. I don't know. So I'm going to have to go Pantera. I can't think of the name of their other band. Film and TV. Chuck Lorre, the creator of such shows as Big Bang Theory, Two and a Half Men, wrote the theme song for which 80s cartoon? Which 80s? <laughs> Fuck it, eh? Uh, <laughs> Which 80s cartoon? Let's say that he wrote the theme song for Rock and Wrestling by the, the WWE Rock and Wrestling cartoon. <laughs> Question number five. This week's specialist subject, which is uh, the same as last week's bad movies, but I'm just using the same set of questions. <laughs> we'll mix it up. In which movie would you hear the line, which bad movie, famously bad movie, would you hear the line, 
You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Man, I don't know. I guess I haven't seen this bad movie. It's got to be something. Let, let's think of some movie where somebody gets torn apart. Let's go. Ah, shit, it's famously bad movie. Alien. That, take, you wash your mouth out. Alien is an incredible movie. <laughs> I'm going to be in a mood with you for the rest of the podcast now because you said I'm, Alien is a bad movie. I'm fine with that. You know I've got bad taste. <laughs> uh, bad taste and also seemingly bad general knowledge. Knowledge, As for the first time in most best history, you did not earn a single point in the five-question pub quiz. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> we have uh number one uh wendy in peter pan's dog was called nana Ooh. not simon unfortunately i tried uh, it was marty janetti that sean michaels put through the window ah that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> uh very close with pantera it was damage plan that Dimebag okay. was playing with unfortunately mm-hmm Chuck Lorre didn't write the theme song to Rocking Wrestling. He wrote it to Teenage Mutant Ninja slash Hero Turtles, whichever one it was. I can never remember. <laughs> and uh, the movie was The Room. Tommy Wiseau's classic bad movie. If you haven't seen it, just go on YouTube and search for clips of this movie, The Room. It is world famous as being one of the best bad movies of all time. <laughs> all right. I will do that. Got nothing better to do today. Actually, uh, because I, I listened to another podcast and they reviewed Roadhouse and I'd never <sighs> seen Roadhouse. So I'm going to watch it because I've heard similar things. It's oh, just atrocious. Roadhouse is good. If you want to see Patrick Swayze literally kick his way out of every situation, then Roadhouse is the movie for you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll queue up the room after I get done with Roadhouse. <laughs> No points won in the five question pub quiz. 56 still on the board. As we go into today's final game, which is the Court of Public Opinion. All right. So I have scoured social media for a clickbait news article. I've ignored the article. I don't want them to get my clicks, but I've gone straight into the social media comment section. I have pulled five real comments from social media. I will give you them, and all you have to tell me is what the news story was about. I can do it. Excellent. If you get it correct, you double your points. Uh, walking away on 112, and I believe putting you in second or third place for the season so far. Okay. So it's not bad. If you get it wrong, though, uh, nothing. No points. As long as I get your t-shirt, man. That's all, that's all I'm playing for. <laughs> you leave with your 56 points and my musky Sunday afternoon t-shirt that I'm wearing. So if you're ready, and as always... All names have been changed to protect the opinionated. Uh, the first comment comes from Girth Widely, and they say, <laughs> they say, not for me, but to each their own, I prefer the above picture. Okay. Comment number two comes from Terry Tory, and they say, as long as she doesn't complain to have no money to feed her kids, she can do what she likes. Okay. The grammar I like on that, she can do what she likes. <laughs> Comment number three comes from Optimus Prime, but not that Optimus Prime. Uh, and they say, what? Has she no coloring books? But it's her choice. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to this. 
Okay, yeah, I say you've still got two comments to go, but are, are you anywhere closer to what this story is about so far? The first thing I thought was Rebel Wilson because it said that I think she looks better in the above picture. And that's very much what you'll see in some of those clickbait comment sections where they'll show somebody pre and post and they'll be like, oh, she looks so thin now. I looked better when she had girth to her. So my instant instinct was Rebel Wilson because she's always in those clickbaits uh, losing weight. The coloring book and feeding her kids. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm kind of confused by this whole arrangement. There's two more. They might tie it together. We can always give you a rundown afterwards just to it to refresh you, so don't worry too much. Uh, so the next comment comes from some dude I was in school with who used to pick his nose all the time. That was me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was uh, a very large school. It stretched all the way across the ocean via one solitary... T- get into... Tell you what, get into maths after lunch and having to run all the way to Tennessee. It was an absolute ball ache. <laughs> but Mike says... Loads of people I know have them and kids. Loads of people know I have them and kids. Loads of people okay. I know have them. Not okay. Not lots of people know I have them. I'm thinking sexually transmitted diseases now. <laughs> and the uh, the last comment comes from Joe Mama, and they <laughs> say, <laughs> "I've never understood why someone would want to look like a secretary's doodle pad." Oh Jesus! I this I really want to read this article now because I can't even fathom where this is going. We know that somebody has something. We know that they look like a secretary's doodle pad. They used to look better, which probably implies that it, it sounded like a controversial. I think they used to look better instead of an actual. I think they used to look better. We're talking coloring books, and then something about I have no idea. I am going to guess that George Foreman is trying to sell a new version of the Foreman grill and he's lost a lot of weight. So he looks a lot thinner now. And part of that is during the selling of this, he dresses up as a woman unbeknownst to people and tries to give Foreman grills to people. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. Um, would you like to stick with your final answer? I will be lenient, and if you'd like, you can have another stab at it. I, I really don't. I don't even have a better stab than that. <laughs> I so. say only because I <laughs> want to know what you'd come up with. <laughs> okay, here, here's what I'll say then. I'll give you one last try. Um, Rebel Wilson, <laughs> dressed in secretary glasses, drawing and coloring books about people catching the COVID virus. Unfortunately, you were... Uh, Nowhere closer the second time round. As I say, these clickbait articles, they're not real news. It was a news article, quote-unquote, about a mum who has tattoos. In hindsight, that was easy. <laughs> what an absolute fucking tumbleweed of a story. Slow news day, that one was. Oh, look, there's a mum on Instagram who has tattoos. Let's speculate. <laughs> That's not even a good clickbait. I mean, all you have to do is go into any grocery store in america and you can see that mom so it's not that she's very interesting i don't know about over where you've read this maybe tattooing isn't as regular for moms in england or no tattoos are the tattoos of the norm nowadays everyone has tattoos all right yeah then yeah that is a slow news day man i feel cheated i was looking for something a little more elaborate 
Ah, see, sometimes you've got to think small. You've got, to, you've got that big American mindset. You've got to think small and Welsh like me. <laughs> I've got this big American head is the problem. So. <laughs> I've stretched out all of my shirts. It's kind of a shame. Well, it's not a shame because leaving on 56 points means at least you get my shirt sent to you in the mail. Nice. Winning nice. the literal clothes off my back. So, unfortunately, Mike, you're not co-host with the Mohos, but that doesn't mean you can't spend the next couple of minutes letting the people at home know about what you have to offer in form of the Whack Brackets podcast. All righty, I can do that. Fortunately, I have had the pleasure of having Zach on a hidden episode. Woo! Which, yeah, if you guys want and you send me massive amounts of money or join my Patreon, I'll release it to you because I'm kind of a dirtbag, even though it's it's supposed to be hush-hush because <laughs> some people may end up incarcerated and others may end up with the CIA after them. It's the most controversial podcast ever recorded. It's close to it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I actually released it for just a split second. And that's the thing is I tried to release it because he asked me not to release it. I released it. And I literally got a text from the FBI that said, <laughs> unreleasable. So I was like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't release this. So needless to say, what we do over at Whack Brackets is we are, again, asking the burning questions. You never knew you wanted answered until we ask them. We will bring on friends and fellow podcasters of the show, such as Zach here, as well as a couple of his running mates. And we bracket off similar contestants using irrelevant, ever-changing questions. And I'm fortunate enough, if you've enjoyed Zach, as you should, if this is his podcast and you listen to it regularly, I am going to have Zach on a future episode of Whack Brackets. We will be recording right after this episode. Oh, podcast marathon. Oh, yeah. You thought we were loose on this one. Just you wait till, <laughs> wait till, you wait till the Whack Brackets episode. <laughs> Yeah, and again, it's it's always a lot of fun to talk to you, and um, I, I do appreciate you having me on the show, and I'm excited to have you have you on an episode that hopefully the FBI won't flag as uh, dangerous to society. I love that they do have that uh, big department within the FBI dealing specifically in independent podcasting, uh, and if you were to release an unreleasable episode, you get the one-word text. It's just... You know you're in trouble. You get a text that says unreleasable. It's you pull that shit offline. Yeah, they didn't have time to elaborate because they wanted it to be as quick as possible. I mean, they could have written, written me a whole nasty letter that they were going to incarcerate me in five years, this and that. But as soon as they saw it, they're like, oh, shit, this can't go. So, yeah, it's it's just as fast as you can. Obviously, I don't think the FBI have much jurisdiction in uh, in Wales, but... It might have been serendipity that the moment you pressed release on that, uh, someone slapped me in the face for no reason. Like, really aggressively, just walking down the street was like, like it really ruined their day. So, you know, that's the power of uh, of the Lost Podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good one when you guys send me your money. And if you don't know my address, you can send Zach money and he'll, he'll like, split it with me. We'll, oh, we'll yeah, make everyone, sure knows my, everyone knows my address. <laughs> I uh, spend my evenings leaning out my front door and just screaming it at passers-by, even though there's no point because they are on the street. They can see what door number it is. There's really no need for me to be doing that. But if you have enjoyed this uh, rambling, please check out Mike's Whack Bracket podcast, wherever they're available. Is that fair to say? Uh, pretty much where any good and most terrible podcasts are available, yes. You can check out the Whack Brackets there. It is one of my favorite podcasts, if not in my top 12 if you have enjoyed uh, this episode of the most best podcast and you haven't already please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts leave us a nice review on apple um 
graffiti it on a wall, maybe. That's not something I know has been done for us. All social medias, I, I don't really check them, but at most best podcast just leaves me to say 56 points, but, you know, a smelly t-shirt coming his way. Thank you ever so much for coming on, Mike of the Whack Brackets Podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>